You've reached the White Caps London podcast. We're about to begin now. Okay, and welcome to season three of our White Caps London podcast. Yes, I said season three. Our season one was very successful. Our season two had incredible numbers. Clearly, people are listening. They're listening from all over the world. Uh, and our membership is clearly listening because it's very heavy here in London and area. Uh, today, I'm very excited to start our season three with a roundtable of a couple parents from the club, a player from the club, and also a coach from the club. I think this will give us a, uh, an opportunity to really reflect and, and share some, some reflection on, on, on the past of 2021 and where we're heading in 2022. So on this panel, I'm very excited to, uh, to have Stephen Mitchell. Hello. Yes, hi, Stephen. And I'd like to welcome Holly Howell. I'd like to welcome uh, our player who's on the round uh, round table today is Emma Fluitt. Hi. And then also uh, one of our coaches named James Welsh. Welcome, Coach Welsh. Hello. So uh, thank you, every one of you, uh, for for coming on board to the uh, Whitecaps London podcast. We're just looking at to to discuss a few things. And uh, I think it might be prudent to, to start with the parents. And first to the parents, Sue, thank you so much for, uh, for your support in 2021. It's a, uh, wow, what a year. Uh, it, was, it was for you soccer, for coaches, for clubs, administrators, referees, and all others connected to the game. Oh my goodness, like this new normal as it relates to soccer experiences and interactions alongside all this COVID craziness. So if, if we'll start with Steven. Steven, we'll, as you reflect, what, what are your thoughts about the season when we were um, just generally? And then specifically, did you think there was going to be a season in 2021? Well, that's, uh, that's an interesting question. So uh, I have to admit that uh, with uh, COVID and the variants that we were seeing, I was quite hesitant that things might shut down once again we might go back to the pod type practicing so uh, I I have to admit I was quite nervous but that's not where we ended up you know it was great to see that the kids were able to you know uh, get back out interact with one with another practice outside have a season Um, so yeah I was elated to see that uh, we were able to still function I have to admit there was a little bit of, uh, I was a little nervous, you know, the, the fact that uh, we weren't vaccinated yet. There wasn't a vaccine rollout. Uh, kids were still interacting, playing different cities. Uh, but that aside, I have to admit, I was just happy to see that my daughter was able to get out and interact with her teammates that she, you know, really enjoys uh, being around and see the development, right? In the mm-hmm. end, for me, it's all about, especially at this age is, is, it, you know, it, is she developing? And COVID, I feel, has put a little bit of a hamper on every kid's development, but they're all in the same boat. Thankfully, mm-hmm. though, you guys were able to do something during COVID, you know, um, in-home training sessions and stuff like that. But it's the competitiveness, the 1v1s against a player is what I thought they could miss out on if things were to shut down again. Yeah, I mean, very valid points. For sure. And, and uh, what are your thoughts, Holly? Um, I think 
Well, first of all, I think Whitecaps did a really good job of keeping the kids engaged throughout the whole process. Um, they, I thought Whitecaps did a great job transitioning between virtual and in-person really quickly. They didn't really miss out on too much. Um, although it's not the same being in person, it was still great virtually to keep them like moving and touching the ball. And they got to see their teammates. Um but I, I was very positive and I did hold out hope that there would be a season. I didn't really doubt that, that there wouldn't be. Wow, a positive one. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, wow, where were you in our administrational meetings during this time? <laughs> I mean, I could tell you we would have welcomed that. I mean, we did our best publicly, that's for sure. But wow, that was tough. I mean, and I echo, Stephen, what you said about the safety aspect. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, as an administrator of the club, that that stops at my door, right? And right. that that whole safety piece, I can tell you, I didn't sleep much. I didn't sleep much <laughs> in those early days. But let's get to the coach. Um, uh, Holly, thank you. Thank you for that. And Steven. So um, kind of a same question, but a little different question, Coach uh, James, right? I mean, yeah. pa- parents want their children to be active. They want them to make healthy choices. They want them moving every day. Coaches want to teach. They want to impact. They want to interact with players. And let, let's be honest, like while Zoom meetings and video exchanges fill the part of the void, coaches are looking forward and to be back on fields all the time. And players want to compete while they find, you know, some new passion for this virtual thing. If Some of them do. Some of them love this virtual piece, by the way. Um, and skill challenges with the ball and social media fun and more, there's no substitution for being on the field with their teammates. Like, can you speak to that, James? Can you speak to, like, how much you – because I know you love what you do. I know you love it. I know you teach on the side, right? I will just say that on the side. But I know you love – like, how did this impact you as a coach? And did you think as well that we were actually going to have a season? But answer the first part there. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I think because I've probably been involved with soccer, I mean, my entire life, it's, it's part of me. It's, I can't uh, say there's been a summer or a winter where I haven't been involved in soccer as a player or, and then, then as a coach or both. Um, and for me, it was, I realized that, uh, as much as I thought I liked coaching and whatnot I really really just loved the game and not being on the field with the players not having that uh, you know interaction um, you know building the rapport uh, you know seeing it you know just I don't know feeling the grass uh, everything honestly I was like this sucks I I don't know if I like this you know I I, you know I, I like coaching but that huge piece to me was was missing and it it really hurt Uh, and I know it hurt a lot of coaches it was you know I had my own ups and downs with it all Um, and just thinking to myself like kids must not be liking this and I know we're all putting in a you know a shift here and trying to do our best but you know I I felt kind of false because I felt for the kids I'm like this isn't fun I mean I'm not having fun. You're not having fun. And, you know, we're doing our best, but uh, yeah, for me, it was, you know, the blessing kind of was, you know, the real sort of 
purpose for for the game and the sport for me was was being with that group and uh, out in the field and seeing coaches and players and and so having gone through that in 2020 with the my boys group and then not getting a season and switching to another group and and thinking you know oh no here we go again um uh, you know i was debating how we get through this and what we're gonna do um i'm kind of like hollow though I, I was pretty optimistic that we were gonna get this done there was to me it was i think by 2021 we realized the effects we we knew kids were wanting to get out there and and you know we safety first but i think everyone was was really hoping and backing it so i was i was somewhat positive we were going to get something in um and obviously it turned out to be uh you know pretty good so uh i I, i'm so grateful that you know it did happen i'm i'm not sure where i'd be if it was another another lockdown year so (laughs) yeah i don't know where we'd be either at that point um so um, before I go on to my questioning for, for Emma, I'm just curious, um, Stephen and, uh, and Holly and Emma, do you guys uh, anything to say about what Coach James, anything to add or, or just kind of comment on his comments? No, yeah, I thought I, what I, he said was really good. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I think that uh, – especially when you have a a player that's got a competitive nature, interaction is quite important. And I think some players did struggle during COVID. Sure. It's great to, to do virtual training and, 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 and skills and stuff like that. But that interaction from a competitive nature was certainly lost and certainly impacted kids Mm -hmm. for sure. For sure. I mean, especially a competitive, very competitive uh, player. And then that brings us, Holly, what are your thoughts on that kind of the same thing yeah, or a little I agree. different? I agree, yeah. And I feel like also I have a younger daughter who's U12 pre-OPDL, and I feel like she's lost out on a lot of opportunities that Gracie received because she has never been to a tournament. She's never, like, she. Mm. there's all those extra training, in-person training sessions that were available years ago that just haven't been, and I feel like, yeah, developmentally... I mean, that- that, that leads us perfectly into my questioning for, for Emma. I mean, we talk about opportunities. So um, without giving away her birth year, we'll just say that Emma is, is, is uh, someone looking actively right now at graduation and looking for post-secondary soccer opportunities, you know, whether it's in Canada or in the U.S. And so Emma, uh, welcome to the podcast. And let's, let's go with, let's go with, Emma, did you think there was going to be soccer? How frustrated? Where were? Where was your mind at as a player? Like, give us an insight. Even though we all have kids here, <laughs> tell us what you were thinking. Tell us what you were truly where you were at mentally, with it all. Well, um, to be honest, especially being in school as well, I had no idea, and it was really nerve wracking too, especially because I am looking for gra- like looking for graduation and looking to commit. Um, like last year, that was, that was our year. That was our year to be seen, to be noticed, to get out there and build those relationships with the coaches that we honestly didn't really get to. And it wasn't, it wasn't the greatest, but I was really lucky with the team that I was on. Everyone was super optimistic. So everyone showed up to practices. Everyone showed up 
with amazing attitudes. Everyone showed up just ready to play and still had that competitive spirit, like besides what had happened through COVID and how down everyone was. And that was honestly mm-hmm. really great to like really great to see. And for me, luckily, I, I grew up in a competitive household for soccer only because my dad plays, my brother plays, my mom plays. So I had some of those opportunities that maybe other kids didn't. I was able to go out like we live right near um, a public school. So they have the soccer nets up. So we were able to go out there and play. And I didn't get to miss out on that as much as other people did. So I was really lucky with that part. From your perspective, did you ever have a concern or was it, were you ever scared or worried about coming back and playing among others again? Just like, you know, Stephen mentioned, like early on, there were, no one was vaccinated yet, right? Especially the kids. Like, so where were you, were you worried about that or was it not even on your mind? You just, I want to play. Where were you with that? Um, I was a bit worried, especially because my mom was super on it reading all the articles, like filling us in every single day, what was going on. A little worried, but I gotta be honest, like my love for the sport was just surpassing it. Like I just wanted to get Mm -hmm. back out there, be with my team and play. Yeah. I I mean, for me, I think the most, the, the one point that Holly mentioned and the point that Emma you're mentioning here is I just thought about when Holly was speaking and I knew you were coming into the conversation here with this is opportunities. Like I think about the opportunities, we have this amazing affiliation with the Whitecaps and they have this amazing training ground. Um, You know, now, now at this time, the national team coach or, you know, or one of the national team coaches for the U20 program, the female program is Emma Humphreys and Emma Humphreys is also employed by the Whitecaps. And I'm thinking opportunities and I'm so frustrated what this pandemic's done for us to not be able to, head out to Vancouver like we were planning. I mean, did did Rocky ever get or Gracie ever get out to Vancouver? I don't recall. No, right? No. No, and Gracie's really been upset about that. Right. Yep. I mean, Same yeah, I mean, with Rocky. That was the year, right? That was the first year that they were going to be able to have that opportunity, correct? Uh, it would have been their second. Oh, it would have been their second, yeah. Okay. Yes. No, in 2021, but I'm just talking like so – the pandemic hit in 2020 or 2019. It was being planned. 2020 got shut down. 2021 got shut down. Yeah. So, and I think like Emma, I've been out there with you, right? I've been out there at the combine and, and, and training out there with all these amazing players from across the country in the Whitecaps Academy programming. Right. I mean, how cool was that, Emma? Oh, it was, it was unreal. It was probably one of the coolest experiences of my life, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I just remember landing at the airport and you see this, this train of kids. And I know it's funny because airplane train, but I'm just saying train of kids just coming in and they're coming from, you know, the East Coast, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, uh, everywhere, Alberta. Like it was just mind blowing and these poor kids from B.C., are looking at all of us like we all got smiles we're happy and they're looking at us like yeah we don't get to kind of go anywhere we're always kind of here you know? <laughs> you know so I mean that was really cool but so as we continue like so I know safety was a factor and I know that as we reflect we're very concerned about that but let's talk about the actual game so uh, James coach James what did you think of the actual season as a from a coach perspective 
Oh, it was great. Um, I thought, uh, you know, getting there obviously was a little rough, but uh, once, you know, I think, you know, give credit to the, the technical team and, and, you know, for putting things together. And I, I felt, you know, I can speak for my team and, you know, some other teams that I saw and played, you know, we weren't behind. Uh, I, I thought the Whitecaps hit the field in 2021 all around, um, you know, having seen lots of games, I thought we were, we were good. You know, we were fit. We were, we weren't behind. And I know we were, everyone was worried about what that looks like. And I know everyone was sort of struggling, but um, you know, so I was excited. Uh, you know, when I heard some of the results and seeing other teams be successful. Um, and for my own personal, I, I thought it was, it was great. Um, you know, the team I have was their first year of OPDL, first year 11 v 11. There was, there was so much, um, that they had missed in that sort of pre-OPDL years, and um, and it was good. I thought I thought as a whole it was, you know, I I think we felt safe. Um, I felt the you know the league did a, a good job with its protocols. I felt uh, you know around the province people were mindful and respectful of different, uh, you know, everyone's varying degrees of um, comfort at this particular point. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, it was good. You know, there was, there was some, you know, organizational things and this and that, but all in all, I thought, uh, I thought it went really, really well. And, um, yeah. you know, it went long, uh, which was, which was odd going all the way into the end of October, but, um, you know, it could have been worse. You know, we could have, you know, the province could have taken a different approach and, uh, and cut it short. And I, and I feel, um, they did a pretty good job overall. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts, Stephen? Uh, we'll start with you, and then we'll go to uh, to Holly. What are your thoughts on the overall? I I have to second what James said. I thought it was great to see the kids out there, kids playing. I think uh, our team also hit the ground running as well. They didn't seem. I mean, in the beginning, it might have been a little bit of an adjustment, but. Uh, they played extremely well. Um, it's a little bit tough as well this year for us because it, it was a year that, uh, you know, not all the players could move on uh, to the U17. Um, but that said, that aside, it was a great, great season. Um, yeah, it's pretty what happy with what I saw. Holly, what it, as you reflect on the bigger picture and, and, and the season, what are your thoughts? Um, I also agree with James. I thought it was fantastic. I was so glad to see the kids back out. They looked so happy. I loved watching them. Um, I was a little worried, I think, at the start about the fitness aspect because it's pretty hard to just jump right into a season. But um, I thought they were great. I, I thought I, it, whole, everything it's true. Was... It's true. Like being fit, being fit um, is one thing. Being game. Game ready, game fit, game fitness is so different. Yeah. And, uh, and I did notice that on a, uh, well, I noticed that pretty much right across the club. It wasn't one team. I mean, I think uh, I remember one match I, I went and saw, I think it was the U17 boys. It was their first game. It was away. And uh, they got scored on like in the first 30 seconds. And I think they were just kind of like, well, yeah, it's not PlayStation. Right? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, it's actually real in person. Um, I mean, Emma, where are you at right now? So um, the season finished. How do you feel right now about your opportunities? You, f- you feel that they're still there? Do you feel like 
do you feel like you kind of got robbed a little bit? Like, um, where are you at right now? Um, well, I feel a little bit robbed, but to be honest, I got, to, I still got to go to, um, just a few camps here and there and I did get to go to showcases. So I wouldn't feel that I was completely robbed of my entire year. I still mm-hmm. really enjoyed majority of it. And our season was so much fun. I just love playing with those girls. It was such a cool, like such a cool experience. And we did, right. I think we, we did fairly well in our, um, in our conference too. And I think that just mm-hmm. boosted morale and it was just really good, especially because I only girls this year. And then hopefully if some of them do come to the team next year, I'll be able to play with them again. But since this was really our only year, it was just nice to have that to share with them. Mm-hmm. What's your biggest goal right now? Where do you want to, do you want to stay in Canada? Do you want to get in the U.S.? Like, again, no specific details. Just <laughs> like what, what, are, what are you kind of hoping for? What do you, do you have anything kind, quietly lined up or hoping almost lined up? Uh, yeah, I do actually have it almost lined up. I am still looking but it is i'm almost certain that i will have a decision in the next two weeks most likely (laughs) that's that's (laughs) um, amazing congrats yeah congratulations emma yeah that's really cool so um listen thank you so much and i hope the listeners are enjoying this um i mean this is real i mean i got some goosebumps on me just thinking about just I totally forgot about those first few days and how nervous I was about the safety aspect until you brought that up, Stephen. I totally forgot. I mean, <laughs> even though it was one of my questions on, did you feel safe, you know, bringing your children back? Um, both, all of you answered that kind of right off the top. But as we head into, you know, um, the end of the podcast, I, again, I want to thank every one of you, uh, Stephen, Emma, James, and Holly for, for taking the time out and uh, connecting with us. And, um, but just before we say goodbye, I do want to know, like, you know, we're talking about all the good stuff, the good stuff, the good stuff. What, what really frustrated you? And again, I, you know, I don't mind if it's club related or if it's a referee related, I'm not looking to pick on refs because all of you know how much I love that part of the game, but (laughs) I'm just saying, was it a, a something frustrating? Does anything stand out when I, I will start with the coach. Because that way oh. it's safer, right? <laughs> what what frustrated you this year, James? Or if anything, like, and uh, you wish, it, you know, it could have been a little different or something. Well, first of all, you're, you're going to guarantee I have a job after this, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, of course. No, uh, you know, I, I would say, uh, personally, I, I uh, it was really frustrating. Um trying to give meaningful feedback to kids while watching them on a, on a one inch by one inch square uh, playing soccer in their basement. Um, You know, we were, we did our best and, but watching kids go through this uh, you know, it's not, it's not my thing. I I don't, I wouldn't say I'm a cheerleader and I kind of had to become a cheerleader because I couldn't see them because I'm blind. And I was like, Yes, things look awesome. Like keep it up, but uh, I felt that was pretty frustrating over the whole, the whole lockdown. Uh, I get why we did it. I know the kids. Um, you know the feedback was good, uh, and I think that's what kept us going and kept you know kept me going. But uh, yeah, if I if I had a frustration, I'll be honest, it was logging onto my computer, 
uh, you know, on a Tuesday night at seven o'clock to, to, to watch kids juggle soccer balls in their basement. So yeah. that was my, well, I think you just, I mean, let's be honest. I think you just spoke for uh, <laughs> 1.8 million coaches. Uh, <laughs> if there are, I mean, if there's 1.9 million, then you spoke for 1.9. So thank you. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a tough ask. There was no doubt. And that's why we're, we were so blessed to have every one of you coaches, like, you know, just put on the game face and put on the smile and, you know, be there for your, for your athletes. Holly, let's go next with you. What, what are your thoughts? And by the way, anyone interject, if you, if you're agreeing, like go for it, but go Holly. Um, I would say I would think I was most frustrated for the kids with the lack of stability and unequal opportunities for them. Um, the flip-flopping between virtual and then person and then in pods and then back to virtual. And um, I have friends that don't live in this province where their kids didn't miss a beat and they were in person. And so um, I know I understand why we were doing it, but it was, it was just a bit frustrating. I thought. Mm, that's true. I mean, that for me drove me crazy. Um, and I, and, and I won't take any thunder. So I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. But <laughs> Stephen, go for it. What are you reflecting? I, I, I think a couple of things for me. I mean, we touched on it already. I, I think the health aspect and the risk there, I, 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 I was concerned in the beginning, you know, whether this was the right thing I was doing for my child uh, knowing that she loves the sports and wanted to play. I was put, I felt I was putting her health at risk because again, we weren't all vaccinated and we were still interacting and playing kids from different cities. Um, mm -hmm. aside from that, I'd say the development aspect, not from an individual, my daughter's done a lot of individual money. The kids do individual training outside of practice. Right. But it was the, it was the development as a team that I thought, uh, you know, saddened me a little bit that she was missing out on, you know, mm -hmm. but I knew that every other kid in the province was going through the same thing. You know, so um, I think that aspect, I think that was the only other thing that I felt, you know, disappointed for her that she wasn't her team wasn't being able to develop together. I know. agree. I agree with that, too. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, it just wasn't yeah. the same. It's not soccer without the team. Yeah. Right. It, it's true. I mean, it truly is. I mean, I know a lot of people didn't mind not being at work because. They don't really like some of the people at work, right? But, but, we're, but we're talking about kids that really want to be with each other. And, are, and like Stephen, you pointed out earlier, very competitive. I mean, look, I played some serious competitive soccer when I was a kid. I Either it's I've become numb to it and I just don't recall. But, wow, are there some intense players that are in this competitive nature yeah. of our club like this is crazy like i mean yeah you, can you imagine a child that has a competitive fiber and you're telling them you're not going to be interacting with your teammates you're not going to be you know doing any of these you know skills trying out your skills you're going to be in your basement practicing by yourself you know it's it, 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 it certainly certain kids it certainly would impact for sure well, I think oh, yeah. that's why I mean, a lot of kids maybe stop playing the sport after a little while because that competitive nature just slows down. And to get back to the level they were at, it's got to be tough. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so, Emma, sure. what, Emma, big picture. Uh, what really, if, if anything, continues to frustrate you, but what really frustrated you, big picture, as you um, reflect on the whole 2021? I... It would definitely have to be the same thing that James mentioned, the just the online aspect. 
only because uh, my brother and I both, since we both play for Whitecaps, sharing the space sometimes was a was a debate. It was oh, sometimes right. hard to, um, yeah, just sometimes hard to find a compromise. So that would Emma. probably be my only frustration. Emma, your brother should never have won that battle, ever. <laughs> oh, he never did, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, Emma. I mean, never, ever. Forget and that. I got to stand my ground. I can't let him take it. Yeah, I'll tell you, as I, as I reflect, um, as I reflect as, a, as an administrator managing this club, you know, I, um, it, it's crazy. Like some of the administrators I speak to right across the province, for me, that's um, not a frustration. That's been one of the greatest things that's happened. Uh, there are clubs that hadn't spoke to each other, uh, didn't really ever have a need to speak to each other, right? Um, even here locally, that I feel this pandemic's brought us a lot closer, especially in the OPDL. They're very much that competitive, like-minded organizations that just want to be professional, be the best. And for me, I found that if anything, this pandemic, you know, for a silver lining piece has brought soccer clubs closer together and administrations much more aligned with the values of what they should really be focusing on, right? With their club, mm-hmm. right? And I... Um, the, the frustration piece for me right now is obviously we're, we're back in lockdown in Ontario. Um, you see lockdowns happening in different provinces, but not all provinces, right? And um, so I, that's just where I, I see us heading. I, I see a, an amazing 2022. I don't see um, us being where we're at too long. And I see us having very fulfilling seasons in 2022. So that's my thought as we enter and we um, just before we end the podcast, Stephen, what are your thoughts? 2022. Do you see it being strong? Uh, what do you think? I see it. I see it being strong. Yeah, for sure. Holly. Um, yep. I agree. I'm very optimistic. Uh, Coach James, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think for sure we're going to get out there and, um, you know, not to open up another topic, but I think there's been some things that some, some things that have come to light over COVID uh, or across the province. So I'm actually looking forward to uh, some potential changes and whatnot uh, as well. So overall, I'm, I'm pretty excited in the direction things are going to move. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that coaching education, you know, we, a coach used to have to take a week out of their life, literally, even if they were working full time to go uh, rent the hotel for a week, uh, spend tons of money on food, uh, to take a course and now it's all taken online and all they do is go away. All they do is go away for a, uh, one night or one day for what's called a practical session. I mean, that will never change now. That will always continually. Like I know that they've placed, they've put through more coaching and match officials online in programming in the last year than they did in the previous three. Right. Because they were able to offer, you know, so many, so many spots online and so many courses, right? It was just easier. And um, yeah. I'm excited about that too. So um, listen, thank you so much, everyone, for uh, for taking this time tonight uh, and spending on this round table. And maybe we'll meet again throughout the season. And uh, uh, Emma, did I get your take on 2022? I know I got um, Coach James. I got, we got uh, Holly's and we got Stevens. Did we get your take? 
Uh, no, but I can add to it. I'm just very excited to go and meet all my teammates, especially because I will be playing on like the next year up. Well, right. the, but um, I'm just super excited to meet all the new girls and to see some of my old teammates again and just connect with them. What do you, so 2022 is a big year for you, yes. right? Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to, to, to follow your adventure. And I'll tell you, that's what gives me satisfaction, Emma, <laughs> as an administrator, is just watching these kids' wings that play in our club. I should say athletes, uh, you know, grow their wings and, and fly and, and, and show what they're made of, um, both, you know, on the pitch and off the pitch. So, again, I'd like to thank every one of you, uh, Coach James, Emma, uh, Holly, and Stephen. Thank you for joining us on our Whitecaps London podcast. Anything else before we say goodbye? Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks yeah, for thank having you. us. Thanks, right. Abby. Yeah, thank You're you. You're welcome. Have a super night, everyone, and take care. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, take too. care. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And there you have it. That was a fantastic podcast with two parents, a coach, and a player from our club. Thank you very much. Make sure you stay tuned for future podcasts where we'll be speaking to so many players from the club more players from the club, more than ever, with parents and different administrators and coaches. Stay tuned for more in 2022 and Season 3. Thanks for listening.